Thanks for pressing play. You're listening to Lockhead on Marketing, the oddcast for entrepreneurs, marketing executives, and category designers with a different mind. In this episode, we're presenting another pirate perspective from the Category Pirates newsletter. Eddie Yoon, Katrina Kirsch, and Christopher discuss why it's crucial to frame, name, and claim a problem when designing a category and marketing it to customers. They discuss why companies struggle to articulate their problems and explain what happens if they fail to properly language it. If you want more of these amazing pirate perspectives, and why wouldn't you? Then weigh anchor and set sail for CategoryPirates.com and sign up for the newsletter. And while you're there, be sure to pick up your copy of the Category Pirates' newest book, The 22 Laws of Category Design. Now, hey-ho, let's go. This is Lockheed on Marketing, the podcast that helps you develop the lens for what makes legendary marketing legendary. Hosted by Christopher Lockhead, three-time CMO, godfather of category design, and a high school dropout, who the Marketing Journal calls one of the best minds in marketing, and The Economist calls off-putting to some. But when they ask, what is the name-framed and claimed problem that category design solves, right? Like when people are confused about that. What do you say to them? Well, fundamentally, the answer to me is always the same, which is there's a few anchor things. Number one, at a very high level, you got to believe that there's three things a company does. Designs a legendary company slash business model, legendary product services, and a legendary category. And that those three things at the highest of high levels are the three most important things that a company does. If you don't believe that, we can't help you. I, I can't talk to you. I mean, I might, you might be a nice person, but I can't in the business context, if we can't roughly agree that that's generally right, then we got nothing to talk about. So point A, you have to be in a place where you say that category design is roughly a third of what's going to make you successful, plus or minus. Point A. Point B, then you have to believe that um, you want to be the person and or the company that takes ownership and authorship for the category. And if you, if that's where you're at, then we can help. And if that's not where you're at, we're not in the business of convincing the unwilling. That's the difference between you walking in the dojo and us standing outside the dojo and dragging you into it. All right, and if you don't, if you don't agree that it's important, then nothing else matters. And if you agree that it's important, you must agree that it's important to do all the way. And it, it, it's one of these things where it, this is the question of why, why is naming and framing and claiming so important? It's, it's a red herring. It's a really a question is why is category design important? And if you don't, exactly what Christopher says, you don't even bother answering the first question if the second question is you don't understand that. So I, it's almost a reject the premise, reject the question type of a thing. You know, is framing, naming, and claiming the problem important? Well, let me go back to you. Um, is capturing 76% of the category economics important? Yes or no? Or do, would you rather compete with a better, faster, cheaper version for the 24%? And I think the honest truth is most people are actually comfortable with that 24% because it's familiar. They know what I it think is. that's right. And so, you know, and I, I think that's hard for people to admit, even though a lot, a lot of people think that. And if that's, you know, our, our friend Joe, if that's the question that he's confronting is like, 
I am just happy where I am competing for the 24%, then, you know, you shake his hand and say, you know, God bless you. Good luck. The good thing for you is that 99% of everything that every business school consulting firm business book has ever taught will help you there. How are you are fighting for um, inches, not fighting for miles. And so if you, and if you can reframe that to, you know, you like 76% or 24%. Okay. If you like 76%, do you know that it's different? It's not going to be, you have to do a ton of unlearning. And so, okay, I like the 76%. I'm willing to admit that I need to do a lot of unlearning and that, uh, and part of the unlearning is uh, freeing yourself up to really hone in on what the problem is, because if you cannot articulate the problem, e.g. frame, name, and claim it, you don't really understand it. It's the same thing of, you know, Mark Twain saying, I apologize, I didn't have time to write you a short letter, so I wrote you a long one, right? And that's the importance of framing, naming, and claiming it is like, if you don't have the magic words that may seem like, why are we spending so much time on this? You don't fully understand it. It takes too long to explain. And every time you have to explain it to somebody, a coworker, a recruit, an investor, a customer, some portion of it gets lost. And when some portion of it gets lost once, the next conversation gets lost again, and now you're diluted. And what ends up happening is a customer doesn't understand why you're worth the premium that you're worth. An investor doesn't understand why you're worth a multiple premium that you're worth. An employee doesn't understand why you're worth taking this offer versus some other company that's paying, uh, competing for the 24%. Like it is such a seminal, important question, but it's the question behind the question that is much more revealing behind that. And so I'm glad that Joe raised it, but it is massively important. And it's hard too, right? It's not easy to to do this and to think this way and to try to do work. I mean, if you think about people who do the work day in, day out, we just need to hit these revenue numbers. We need to do this. We need to do that. And I feel like eventually trying to take yourself out of that world and put yourself into this different way of thinking, different way of doing things. It kind of seems like it's adding to your workload. Do we even have time for this? Is this even really that important with all the other 5 million things I need to do today? And maybe that's part of the gap is understanding that in the context of your job and how it could change things from where they are today to where they could be in the future. Well, and I'd go a little even further, which is, and this took me a long time. So in the early part of my career, when I started working for other people, I, I quit and or got fired roughly every two years. And I thought that was a bug, not a feature. And it was really only when we started uh, uh, Play Bigger, the company, where I realized, no, no, it was a feature, not a bug. And here's why it's a feature, not a bug. Once you understand that the vast majority of people in the working world get paid to manage and grow the incremental better, what you realize is the people who work on the exponential different literally are like a jackhammer in the fucking head of the people who work on the incremental better. And uh, the more you want to do exponential different on a, inside a company that's focused on the exponential different, the more they fucking hate you. And further, if you tee up an exponential different and then don't give the company a decade to go execute that, that is to say, give them more exponential different after that, you'll break the company because the company can only do one exponential different every decade or so. And so the point being, 
if you're an exponential different person, you've got to realize that you're probably going to have a more powerful career if you parachute in and out of places, whether you're an employee or an advisor or whatever, uh, on a two to four year basis when they need help jumping into a breakthrough that's exponentially different. Once they're up and running, I'll give you a simple example. I have three standing meetings with Clary, uh, two that are every week and one that's every two or three weeks. Well, for the last two months, they've canceled virtually every single one of them. And I've now taken them off my calendar because they don't show up at them. In the old days, I used to see this as a negative thing. Oh, they don't love Christopher anymore. No, they have their category design. They know how to execute. They're off executing. And sometimes they need some help on some executions. But the reason they're talking to me less and less and less is they're actually very smart people who know how to do the exponential different. They've got the big idea, the new category design. Yes, do they want some help and some thinking and some tweaking and some nudging? Sure. But for the most part, they're off and running. And so uh, and so I don't hear from them very much anymore. And that's great. And I know they will show back up and want some more help when they're ready to do the next exponential move inside of what they've already created. And that's natural. And I provided my value. And when they need me, I will provide it again. But right now, me giving them more exponential different would actually fuck them up. And I would go from being one of the most valuable things in their company's history to one of the most irritating things in their company's history. And I didn't know that when I was 25. And so what was a giant bug is now the main feature. Said it a simpler way. We took getting fired and turned it into a business model. There we go. That's the problem that category design solves. Well, that's what we you didn't did want to get fired, way, Eddie. <laughs> totally. Sooner totally. or later, you were you were too irritating for the people at Cambridge. Mm-hmm. They didn't want to hear it anymore. And then, 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 then you're in the way. I got it off. And so you became the fucking ghost in the machine and everybody hated you for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, hate, you know. Yeah. And so you're yeah. like, hey, I'm going to go get paid to be the ghost in the machine as opposed to try to not be who I am. Because you get paid for the incremental different or the incremental better. I get paid for the exponential different. No kidding. We both make each other insane if we hang out with each other for too long. (laughs) Because sooner or later, I'm going to want to fuck up what you do. And you are not going to want me to fuck it up. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. I think I think that's a good answer. And hopefully it will spark more questions, but maybe also give them a lot to think about. Well, there you have it. You can get more of these pirate perspectives and everything else Category Pirates by heading to CategoryPirates.com today. And make sure you pick up your copy of the newest Category Pirates book, The 22 Laws of Category Design. Through powerful insights and practical advice, this book will give you a unique roadmap to defy conventional thinking and create categories of consequence. Until next time, stay legendary.